Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Lorba Linda. Lorba Linda. Lorba Linda? Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. How are you, my love? I am very good. Why are you so Thank dressed you. up? Because you took me to dinner. Oh, to get on a date. Yes. I had date night. Yes. I had a fancy date night. We went to Orange Hill in Orange. It was very nice. It was nice. I'm trying to I'm trying to put our broadcast up, but what are you trying to do schnooks? I'm really I'm still struggling. <laughs> I want to post it on my page. <laughs> Uh, all right. You know what I'm going to do while you're doing that? I'm going to get right into the, oh, wait, we probably should wait. There you go. All right. We're going to be reading from, Char- oh, did you want to tell them about what to do with the. Um, with what? They with can't the, say anything. There it is. Here it comes right here. There, the resurrectministry.com. Uh, That's where you can find all of our content, the podcast, the Live Fearless Man podcast, my articles on the Christian Post. The His Glory Remnant Rising show. And you could drop us a line, find amazing Bible resources and pastors maybe you've never heard of and would like to take a listen. And you're welcome to partner with us and donate whatever you feel motivated to do. And drop us a line, too. We love to receive your comments, questions, prayer requests, whatever it may be. Yes. And this is the first time we're actually broadcasting on another platform called the Next Gen USA.com. And it's Next, N E X. There's no T. The Next Gen. USA. Because me and Andy are the next gen. That's right. <laughs> you got to find out why. Never he, too old. Why he decided to call it next gen. It's a new um, video platform. I love it. Yeah. So we're uh, broadcasting live there right now. And you'll be able to find other shows that uh, that we do there also. We're all over the place, schnooks. <laughs> <laughs> we might want to settle in on one, like, one or two places. But, I told you. Uh, I don't think so. Because we have people so. that reach out on Facebook. We have people that reach out on our YouTube channel, on our Twitch. Yes. I don't know how we can't. I, I, but I think we should keep one in each medium. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. Yeah. Hmm. But, and Rumble. And Rumble. And thenextgenusa.com. And thenextgenusa.com. All right. Hey, quit messing around. we got to get to the devotional here. We're reading from Charles Spurgeon, uh, Morning by Morning. And it's September 10th. The reference is Mark 313 that says Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted and they came to him. Charles Spurgeon says in this devotional, this is an example of God's sovereignty. Impatient souls may fret and fume because they are not Uh called to the highest places of ministry, but dear reader or listener, let your heart rejoice that Jesus calls whom he wills. Yes. If he asks you to be only a doorkeeper in his house, cheerfully bless him for his grace in allowing you to do anything in his service. The call of Christ's servants comes from above. Jesus stands on his mountain eternally higher than the world in holiness, sincerity, love, and power. Those whom he calls must go up the mountain to him and must seek to rise to his level by living in constant communion with him. They may not be able to rise to the highest positions of all or attain the greatest level of knowledge, but like Moses, they must climb the mountain of God and have intimate communion with the unseen God, or else they will never fit to proclaim the gospel of peace. Jesus Mm -hmm. went up on a mountainside by himself to have holy fellowship with the Father. And we must enter into the same divine companionship if we hope to be blessing 
be a blessing to our fellow man. No wonder the apostles were clothed with power as soon as they returned from the mountain where Jesus was. Yeah. This mountain, oh, I'm sorry, this morning, <laughs> we must endeavor to ascend the mountain of communion so we may be ordained for the calling for which we have been set apart by God. May we not see the face of another person today until we have seen Jesus, for time spent with him is the most blessed use of our time. We too will cast out demons and work miracles if we descend to the world strengthened with the divine power that only Christ can give. There is no use to even go to the Lord, Lord's battle until we are armed with heavenly weapons. Ah. It is essential we see Jesus. We must linger at his mercy seat until he reveals himself to us in ways he does not reveal himself to the world. And until we can truthfully say we were with him on the sacred mountain. Wow. That's good. That you know what really I, good. you know what I thought of? I want to know. Well, if you recall a couple days ago, Mr. Spurgeon took us to the understanding of our good deeds, our service being seeds in the vine that was coming through the branches. Mm. So it was almost as if it was coming from below. It was in the root, right? The yep. root of David and Jesus is the root and we are the branches. And now he's giving us the visual of being from the mountain. So having power rain down on us as opposed to blossoming up. Which I thought was really, really interesting because I think of when I try to pray and visualize Jesus, I've never thought of this visual mm. of going up on a mountaintop and on the mountain of transfiguration, they not only saw like the glory, the spiritual manifestation of Christ, but they also saw Elijah and Moses. And when he says, see God's face, uh, I think it's really important for us to not just go into prayer time with God asking to hear something but to focus on visualizing him mm. and receiving power, like look for spiritual connection, not just, not just words. Words are great, of course, but if we don't um, hear anything, we shouldn't think that that's time lost. We should, we should be visualizing going up on the mountain, seeing his face. It's actually something that I have found myself for the past couple of weeks asking to see his face. Nice. Yeah, so I think uh, Spurgeon's reminding us of the importance of, of that. Yeah, the other thing I'm uh, reminded of, I was camping out in uh, one of the mountains about five or six years ago uh, near us in this little valley that was like secluded. I, mean, I can't remember how we found it, but I, I would go off by myself and climb up into the mountains. And there was, um, you know, a trail, but there was these large rocks and then these beautiful trees that were coming up from between the rocks. And I just found this one perfect spot and it overlooked an entire valley that was just, there was no buildings, there was nothing, but it was just rolling hills and rocks and, and more trees. And I, and the first time I did it, I just, it, I was just like called to stop and to sit. And each morning I was there for four days, each morning I would go to that same spot to see the sunrise and I was spending time with God there. Oh, nice. And, I, and I've almost forgotten about it until just right now when oh. we were reading this. And it was, uh, it was beautiful. The only disturbance was uh, the cicadas. I, you know, and they may be called something else here. I'm not sure, but I always called them, I always called them cicadas. They're... 
making a noise. Giant like yeah. flying cockroaches. <laughs> They're a little yeah. intimidating. But there were moments where that noise was constant, but then it would go silent. Uh-huh. And I don't know that it went silent. I just think that my focus was on the glory of, of God being there. And this is the time before right. is it- I went to Utah. I mean, this, this, I was having this constant ride with God. Like he was like patiently seeing me getting closer and then falling and away. then falling away <laughs> and then but, going closer. But it's so funny that this now just this it just came to me as we were we we're talking just now that I go, oh, my gosh, I remember that little spot on the rock. And it was the same spot every day. And it was this moment where it was this, this sudden silence between the cicadas and in prayer that I'm not normally good at. And I, I'm I don't even know how that all happened. Uh, other than God calling me up to that moment. Exactly. The only thing that would have been amazing is when one of the bushes would have caught on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be lit with fire, but not burnt. Yeah. (laughs) As opposed to a forest fire. Yes, but now that visual is going to, now I know it's not going to be able to leave my head. Because I remember that that moment. You should, because he's uh, calling it to your memory for a reason. Yeah, that was pretty... Pretty, pretty crazy. It, it's it's the exact almost picture of what uh, this devotional is uh, is giving. That's and nice. it, it, yeah, I don't know. I, it's so odd that I'm thinking about this because it was just like I was moved to go wake up in the morning and and go to that spot, and then the the sun would come rising uh, from the east. I just remember seeing it there. So cool. And was it peaceful? It was. It was peaceful again. Those cicadas going. Yeah, it was like I can't make this out, but it was a a constant noise. And then suddenly, I just remember going. I wonder, did they stop or did I just stop hearing them? Nice. I I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't figure it out, but it was uh, pretty interesting. Hey, Jan, nice to see you. Hi, Jan. Did you see uh, Matthew's message tonight? I don't. Again, I don't know if you watch or listen uh, or go to church on Saturday. You probably don't go to church, or else you can see you there. Um, but did you listen to Matthew's? Do uh, they broadcast tonight? Saturday? I believe they do. Oh, if I'm not okay. mistaken, but they, they might not. Who knows? Because we're always there. Yeah. So I never, I never looked to see. Um, and the reason I'm asking, we'll talk about a little bit later on. Hey, Carrie News is on. Hey, Carrie, nice to see you. Hi, Carrie. Um, is there any other, is there any any other place that we that we can correlate with the mountaintop? That uh, you mean locally? Yeah. Is there? I mean, there's. I mean, what what if? I mean, there's areas like Dallas. Right. There's not a mountain <laughs> anywhere. anywhere in doubt that I remember ever seeing. You just look and like, there's like, there's not even a hill. Right. It's just flat. Um, but uh, what what can people do, do you think, to, can you think of anything? I'm just, I just like to try to give people like thoughts of like where you can hike to. Like right here we have the redwoods. That yes, hike that's to. what I thought of. Uh, sometimes I feel like there's a presence of the Lord there. It's because it's just so amazing. Majestic. So majestic, right? Um, maybe the beach. Oh, the beach always makes me think of God. The cliffs of a beach or something like that. Yeah. Or even, yeah, just seeing it's it's nature. I told you my, in my yeah. visualization, I often picture like a forest, but it's flat. Hmm. So I think of, I think some of the imagery now, when I had that imagery before the chosen, and now when I see the chosen, I'm like, ah, that's why <laughs> God gave me that visualization because that's what that area looked like. You know, when you talk about that walk, you know what I, I, this is not even, it's not even biblical, but oh. it is a gladiator, you know, at the beginning of the movie when he's walking and he's remembering when his wife was killed and he's walking and his hands touching the, the wheat. It's either her hand or his hand. 
and walking through. Vaguely, I remember. Yeah, that's what I visualize when you talk about that. It has nothing to do with the Bible, but that's just what comes to mind. <laughs> hey, Kate, nice to see you. How are things down under? Hope things are well for you. Yes. Um, yeah, I think the beach, um, the redwoods here. What else could people go to? But I think also, I think what he's calling us to is also the spiritual aspect of of going to a mountain. Hmm. So even if somebody doesn't have mountains, I think it's, I, I don't know, I'm just really big on visualization these days because I think the the call to spirit, to worship God in tr- spirit and in truth, we're called repeatedly um, by the Lord to draw closer to him spiritually. Well, how can we do that? We have to shut down our senses to do that. Mm -hmm. So we have to shut down our visual senses and our hearing senses so that we could internally connect with the Holy Spirit inside of us with our Lord Jesus Christ. So that, um, that Holy communion is often not related to our physical space. Oh, okay. I hear you. There's just this one spot where he says, you know, I, I guess uh, Charles is assuming we're going to read this in the morning. And he says in the morning and they can't find it where he says, you don't even don't even see anybody. Yeah. Spend time. Where is that? Uh, this morning we must endeavor to ascend to the mountain of communion. So we may uh, may we not see the face of another person today until we have seen, seen Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, which means like in the morning prayer time, because remember yeah. this is a devotional that had morning and night. Mm-hmm. So this is the morning devotional saying, you know, you should seek Jesus's face. And so all of these references, this is not literally like, I mean, except for you, you literally got to see Jesus, but hopefully we can get to the point where his the visualization of him is real. And it's tangible mm. on a regular basis. So maybe the, this is something, and I'm sorry, you were going to say no. something. I was saying maybe this is something for Kate. We're going to get to her message here, but let's first say hi to Lisa. And then Kate says, Not good at the moment. Haven't slept for two nights. Struggling. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Kate. Why? Um, let's pray for you and see if we can help um, alleviate that burden. Are you not feeling well health wise, or is it? Um, something else that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I think um, in times of, of struggle, um, if I can relate it back, and again, I've talked about this way too many times probably, but the time that I spent in the hospital by myself with COVID is that that was the time that I got so close, so much closer to God. I think, and, yeah, it's also because you have the fear of death looming. Yeah, probably. But if you're struggling, yes, the, the fear of death is a struggle. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but if we're having a struggle in a relationship, if we're having a struggle in business or relationships with children, I, I, I think there's that moment of spending time with God, looking yes. for Jesus' face that can kind of bring things down to a place where you can. Oh, it does for um, me all can, the time. Think in, in process and, and he'll give you solutions or. All the time. And sometimes the solutions are just not thinking about the problems is just lay, laying it at his feet. Jesus, I hand this all over to you. I hand my depression over to you. I hand my sadness over to you, my frustration, my stress. You hand it over to the Lord entirely and lay it at his feet. Do not be anxious for anything, but Mm. for everything with prayer and supplication, um, approach our Lord. 
I think having a place, and I think that you sometimes use the backyard or you're even your closet, mm-hmm. your prayer closet. My prayer closet. <laughs> having those places in your home where you can spend time with yes. God. Um, in the mornings, I come here to uh, the studio. Yeah. Sit on my big chair. I, don't, I haven't picked a place. I, haven't, I don't do that. Uh, hmm. I gotta, I, maybe it's when I hang upside down in the, in the teeter. There's that too. I spend time with God there. <laughs> For sure. Yes. Um, everybody's so kind. Uh, Carrie's uh, praying, praying for uh, Kate and Lisa. Trusting. Um, it's nothing. We're nothing without trust. Yeah. I'm just wondering if Kate is typing. I think so. Let me, um, can I read the second part of this where uh, the commentary from the editor is on here? Uh, Jim Rama. And then we have to do the scripture. Yep. Uh, Jim says, uh, which is the further commentary of this particular uh, devotional, he says, everyone loves the view from the mountaintop. And in the scriptures, mountains are often connected to the very presence of God and time alone with him. Many major biblical events took place on mountains, but unless we are careful, we will revere the mountain itself rather than God. Notice that nearly every time Israel turned away from God, they set up high places with altars to pagan gods, but the Lord, but the Lord warned, if you do not listen to me, I will destroy your high places. But before you read the next mm-hmm. one, let me, and I think that's an important visual too, because we start to revere the mountain itself, meaning whatever high place he's taking us to, we start to become obsessed with that high place. Mm-hmm. I think pastors really struggle with this. Um, and anybody, you know, you become famous or connected to ministry in any way, worship leaders, um, podcasters, whatever it may be, that you don't become so enamored with the calling that you forget the one who called you. Right. You know, and you become so focused on the work that you forget the heart mm. that is required in the communion with God and the remembering of him spiritually. Wow. And Jim goes on and says, and consider Jesus' conversation with the woman at the well. Jesus declared, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. A time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. In John 4, 21, 23 through 24, Lord, may we, Lord, may my heart long for daily time with you on your mountain. And may I faithfully serve and worship you in the calling you gave me while there. And see, it's like he's really driving this point home that uh, we will worship the Father in spirit and truth for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks So he's not looking just for our deeds, actions that are physical and tangible. He's looking for us to have spiritual communion with him. Mm. And that requires stopping, contemplating, and focusing. It requires discipline. It's not an easy thing to do. It's easier to just stay busy. Mm. Right? Isn't it? Sometimes standing still is uh, is very difficult. Yeah, and we just, uh, with, with Kate, she says, uh, go ahead, sorry. I won't use this to lay my stuff on you. It's physical and just being alone, and yet I'm not really, my brain will not switch off. 
oh, I could totally, I am little words and I could just understand what you're saying. Sometimes um, loneliness can be very difficult. And I know, you know, you're never really alone and the Lord is there, but there's this sometimes physical aloneness is very heavy. I remember that before we were married is that it's just, I used to cry about it. And I mean, I was, I, you know, my, my encounter with Christ was, was tremendous and that never faded, but yet I physically, the physical loneliness was heavy. It's a difficult, mm -hmm. it's a difficult burden to carry Kate. So um, we'll definitely be praying for you that the Lord lifts that. Let me just do that first. Uh, dear Lord, uh, we lift up your daughter, Kate, to you. Uh, she, she knows you're present and she knows that you are her portion. And uh, we just ask that you fill her fresh, send a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit, your fire, Lord, from the top of her head down to her toes that warms her heart and gives her peace and makes her feel your presence so that the pangs of loneliness will disappear, Lord. Uh, we lay this at your feet because you are the great physician. You are the healer. You know all of our needs. You know all of our weaknesses before we even express them. And even when we don't know what to pr pray, Lord, you pray on our behalf. So we ask that you uh, comfort our sister and that you give her a supernatural feeling of joy and surround her with your angels that she may feel their presence too, Lord. Uh, we, we pray this all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes. Uh, Lisa says. 100% identify with you, Kate. I think all of us have at some point in our lives, right? We've experienced physical loneliness that's sometimes uh, completely overbearing. So um, may the Lord provide absolute comfort for that. For sure. It is a, a amazing difference that when um, once, once I began to spend more time with God, that that was that He was there the whole time, and I wasn't acknowledging that. That I suddenly felt His presence, and now it always feels like that He's around. Um, but it, it's it's all us yes you know and that that's the thing that uh, i think i've talked to a couple of men about that you know you it, it, this is up to you to have this relationship with god he's always present it's like being in marriage where the husband is not present and we we hear these stories all the time that the the man comes home and then goes to his easy chair or goes to his man cave or goes to his garage He's living in the house with an entire family, but they they don't know that he's even there. And it, it, and this is a this is a choice that and this is coming from a man man standpoint. I know that sometimes it can be different for women, but it, this this clear choice that you can make of, of being present with God is is so important. And to, um, to and again, I'm just going to make sure that this stays about men and how I felt is that I had to, 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 to bring it, bring that relationship closer to me instead of pushing it away yes. and pushing him out of my life and pushing him out of my home. Um, but uh, these are all really important choices that we make as, as um, earthly people yes. living on the, in this world. 
And for me, even now, like I just have times when, so the way I, the way I pray about it is I tell the Lord, I just, I want to feel, I want to experience how much you love me. I know you love me, but I want to, I want to experience it. And sometimes there's this kind of uh, a deadness where you, you walk in faith, not by sight. It's not based on our emotions. You know he's there, but you need this filling of, of grace, of love uh, for the pain to dissipate. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That, and, and sometimes the pain is, is different things for different people. Sometimes it's loneliness. Sometimes it's stress. So, yeah, I totally get that from stress, too, where I'm just like, I'm so overwhelmed by whatever I have put on myself that I'm like, Lord, I just, I just need you to take this mental anguish that I have put upon myself off of me. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's basically admitting also that we do it to ourselves sometimes, is that we, we sometimes work ourselves up into a frenzy or uh, there's realizing that circumstances are out of our control, like whether it's the loneliness or, or whatever it may be, that there are the things that happen to us that we, we need him in every moment to, um, to bring us peace. Carrie says. It breaks my heart. So many people are feeling the heaviness of this time. Spending time with God is the only thing that helps. Oh yes, sister. Cause I've definitely tried everything, everything else. <laughs> it's, it's the only thing that'll turn it around. Yes, for sure. Uh, let's get to the scripture because there's quite a few bits of scripture here. We begin with Psalm 84.10. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Again, the, uh, uh, another an analogy to spending time in a, in a house with God. Exodus 24.13. Then Moses set out with Joshua as his aide, and Moses went up on the mountain of God. I want to go up on the mountain of God. <laughs> Ephesians 6.15, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And uh, Kate, I encourage you to read uh, the Ephesians 6 again at this point, because it's there were so many times that I felt overwhelmed by that feeling of loneliness that when I read Ephesians and, and the armor of God and how many times... Paul says, stand. And when you think you can't stand anymore, stand. Mm-hmm. He's just constantly reiterating that it comes in these giant waves. And if we stand in God's truth, eventually the waves wash over us. The point is the, the challenge is not to get caught up in the tide, in the riptide, mm-hmm. right? That's pulling you, that's pulling you to, to lose your balance, to to pull the weight from underneath your feet so that you lose your balance. So Paul constantly says in Ephesians 6 to stand. And that's just about us, you know, standing on God's truth and letting the wave wash over and past us. Yeah, this uh, speaks a little bit to your, you have this immense back pain that you go through every day. And you can easily be living in that back pain. 
And and when you do, I can tell. I, I can tell when you're living in your back pain <laughs> because it's a, it, it controls everything, your thought patterns, your facial expressions to um, everything. But the pain doesn't go away, but your thoughts towards God or what it is that we're doing kind of push the back pain into, yes. a, into a, a different place. Absolutely. But when you focus on something like pain and discomfort, it becomes the thing. Yes. And uh, it becomes stronger. Um, it, it was like when I was living through my period of time with the uh, PTSD and anxiety and, and those things that my every day was was beginning to get more and more consumed with that, which then caused other ailments. Right. But you're living in that. That becomes your God in the sense that that's what you're focusing on. And I think clearly, as I've mentioned before, that my relationship with God has has helped me wash away um, some of those things that I could was so able to true. wash away, um, including physical pain. Well, and, and you suffer from pain too. And I don't know how much of the trauma you still feel, but it's kind of a different perspective now, right? You see it coming mm -hmm. and sometimes the wave just overtakes you, either it catches you by surprise or you just found yourself allowing it to speak too much to you. And then for me, that's what I, that's when I stand and I'm like, okay, just, I gotta let this wash over me. I gotta let this pass, Lord. I need your help to let this pass, mm. you know, so that you could just move on. But if you're not conscious of needing God's help in those moments, you get caught in that tide <laughs> <laughs> where it just starts washing over you and over you and over you. And you're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm drowning right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was just sharing with the guys the other day that there's a, a number of calls and I, I'm not going to go through all of them, but there's like five or six really that I was living. I'd wake up in the morning and I would see that car on fire with the baby inside that I couldn't get to. And I would yeah. see the actions that I didn't take or should have taken or I felt that I should have taken. And it would just it would it would loop. this. It would loop and I couldn't get it out of my head. And then I would I would almost like try to push that one away. And then the other one would come uh, the enemy. with people that were dying in, in ways. And I thought. And it, it was all these things. And again, those that's the enemy, um, you know, taking over. It was taking over my life. And this was going on for years. This wasn't just like one day. And I would I would have to fight it off. It was either through, um, you know, get, you know, going deeper into my work. Right. And and all, all the things, whether it's, uh, you know, going out with my buddies after after the office, because I didn't I didn't want to go to a place where I would be able to. Spend Along with your thoughts. Thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. You're like anything but think I want to do anything but think right now. But um, but you never it never worked. No, no. that's and, what Carrie was saying. I try not to get emotional because now it all. Of course, when I talk about it, it all comes back and I can't shake it. And it's hard for me to get get rid of it again because I bring it back into my head. But I think it's important because those are the times where God's power is, I mean, obviously it's so much greater than my thoughts, but to me, my thoughts are very powerful. And the relationship for me to bring God in is, is action that has to be taken. That is the thing that washes away. Oh yeah. Uh, it has to be a dis choice. Yeah. It's like the grid that Matt made for us. We yep. have a choice. Every time we're triggered, we have a choice to run towards our flesh or to run towards God and the peace he offers or our usual pattern where we know 
cycles out into addictive behaviors, inappropriate behaviors, mm-hmm. more trauma, whatever it is. And if you've lived long enough outside of the Lord, you know, you're like, I just can't go down that road because that road's not going anywhere good. Yep. And so, but you have to consciously turn around and look and, for his face and look, look for, for his face yeah. <laughs> and look for the mountain and look for the forest, whatever it may be uh, to draw you back to him. Yeah. It, 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 it becomes a much better habit. Obviously. Yes. You, know, you can, you can develop this habit and it's so much greater. Go ahead, sir. And Matthew 14, 23, it's Jesus in Gethsemane. And after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. Even Jesus had trauma that mm-hmm. he was teaching us how to, to address, whether it's being tired or, oh, God, Father, take this cup from me, but thy will be done. So he knew he had to die and suffer this horrific death. Yeah, he knew uh, it was coming. He knew it was coming. And so he was able to have dinner with his, with his, with his peeps. Yep. And, and, and wow, can you imagine? Matthew 28, 16 to 20, the Great Commission. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. Exodus twenty five seventeen, And thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be the length, and a cubit and a half of the breadth thereof. Even down to the size. 2 Peter Can you 1. Give me one of those seats? One of those? Mercy seat made yeah. of gold? Yeah. 2 Peter 1, 18. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. Teaching us, we can experience what Jesus experienced if we just commune with him. How cool is that? Oh, sorry, uh, we're on another page. Uh, Want to read this? Yeah. Okay. Lisa, I believe this is a prayer. Father God, you control all the parts of our bodies, and you know when they are not working at their best. As our good shepherd, Jesus, I know you will lead Kate beside the quiet places and restore her soul and her body. I trust you. You are a healer and our great physician. I look to you and ask for the restful sleep for Kate tonight and that she is reassured of your presence, your love, and your help. I am sure that Kate is eager to get back on her feet serving you, but I realize even in that. Even in sickness. Even in sickness. Yeah, I'm sorry it doesn't give us the whole. Yes, I think I got cut off. Yeah. You're welcome, Kate. You are welcome. God loves you. Whew. Wow. I got a little, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Do I need to, do I need to get that out of you? <laughs> yes. Take every thought captive under command of Christ Jesus, for he uh, will pull down the strongholds. <laughs> it's like a, a, a full-color video movie. I have that in my father's death. Oh. That is constantly replayed in my mind um witnessing death is very 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 powerful it's mm-hmm. it's very it's very traumatic and it was so interesting right that it when i'm was in my uniform going from call to call because you would go to a somebody's 
and we're talking to them and they're, and they're dying as you're talking to them or they're dead and you're getting there and people are trying to get them to move and they're screaming and they're, they're, you know, hor horrified of the death of one of their loved ones. And then you have to try to, you know, do your job and, and also be kind and gentle to the, to the, the victim's uh, family. Um, and then we end that call and go to another call. And then, and then the next one is like something completely different. Um, and then it, we, it doesn't hit you until two, three, four years later. So years later? Yeah, some, some of them. Like, because you, you turn them off. You just like, okay, I'm on to another call. And you try to turn it off. It'll, it'll, it, it re, you get reminded of it, but it doesn't really take its toll on you until wow, later. It is, it is an interesting thing how, uh, you know, military guys and, and women um, and police officers, firefighters um, can suffer from it after I didn't years realize. after the, the incidents occurred. So it, it's, wow, it's just, I don't know why it's getting me so much. <sighs> it keeps saying, I'm no, sorry, Andy. No, no, no. Um, but it, it's all important. The, the testimonies that God gives us, um, our life stories and the things that we go through are so important for his glory so that we can share it with you. Whether it's, uh, we were sitting at church and you were telling me, I would, I would tell the same story. It would still cause, it would still bring up, you know, what's important and how he saved my life. Um, for whatever reason, God wants me to be here longer because I, there's at least three or four times that I should not have been here. Uh, and, um, but he's, he's given me that, those events and those stories to share and to make sure that I use them when, when it's important to, uh, to share how great he is. Oh, Carrie's got another visualization. Oh, good. One thing I find helps is I close my eyes, imagine seeing God. What I see is the deep star field, and it's like moving through faster and faster. Then yeah. sleep comes. Oh, that's, that's interesting. It's like Star Wars at the beginning of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> now I have. Oh, now you there. You gave that to me. Now, now I get what she's talking that's about. I see it. Uh, Lisa says. Thank you so much for your service, Sandy, but I think she meant Andy, yeah, right? Andy. Yes. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. Uh, no problem. Um, so we went to Yorba Linda Friends Church before I took you on a little date. Um, yes. And we um, had a message uh, delivered to us by Matthew. Yes. Uh, Cork. And um, it was the... It, it wasn't the prodigal son's um, parable. It is. Oh, it is? I mm -hmm. thought, because there was three of them. Yeah, but the one he covered was the prodigal. Okay. Um, and what what was, what do you think for you was the, did you hear something different? Now, this yes, is a story I've that we hear it. all the time. Right. Is there something different that came in yes. out of this uh, teaching tonight? I've heard, um, because Matthew focused on the older son being like religious people of the church. Because um, the stories, the parables start with the Pharisees getting on Jesus's case because he was eating with tax collectors and sinners, you know, uh, keeping their company. And so uh, what Matthew was calling our attention to is the hostility that the elder son f uh, felt and the jealousness was very similar to what 
people who've been around in the church often feel to the new people, whether they're covered in tattoos or they're young people and they're not dressed properly and people look at him with disdain and make him feel even more uncomfortable than they feel already. And he's like, just don't be those people, you know, remember that God is happy that even one returns no matter how many, whether the seats are filled with 1500 people, but that one prodigal daughter or son returns just like the 99, the parable of the 99 sheep is, is right before this one. God doesn't want, he doesn't want anyone to perish. And we need to be gracious and kind and welcoming to those prodigals that are returning to the church and not be like, well, I've been here the whole time. Why are you giving him special treatment? You know, where we get, and we get judgmental and we could be uh, just unkind unkind to people that are new and starting out. And we just have to remember that we were new once and mm -hmm. we just grace. We just have to have grace. My daughter got in a fight with a friend of hers the other day, her best friend. And I said, uh, I, let me remind you of the concept of grace, uh, Zara, that Jesus, th one of the greatest gifts he gives us was grace, which is patience with our failures, patience with our faults and forgiveness I said, forgive your friend, you know, she had a bad, she had a bad moment. Mm. You know, we all have them. And just that, I, <laughs> I had no concept of grace before I became a Christian. I didn't even know what it was. It took me a while to even figure it out. But it really is quite a beautiful concept that not just what the Lord gives us, but what he expects us to give other people in return, mm. to give them grace. Yeah. And, I, and I got something slightly different out of out of the parable today and that is that you have the the aspect of where the the father was so grateful that the younger son who was lost returned and the the father was just so happy that this this one the son that was once lost has now been found yes and decided to throw a party that he was so grateful that he decided to take the fattest sheep or goat or whatever it was um calf and and have a great barbecue and a great party invited all kinds of people over and the oldest son comes and says hey what's going on i've never even gotten a skinny calf <laughs> he goes what's going on and somebody goes they're throwing a party because your younger brother came back and he's been found he's gone what that loser <laughs> and he, and then he got mad at his dad and said you've never thrown me a party he goes i'm here every day and the dad says Right. You are here every day. I acknowledge that. As a matter of fact, you get all of this. This is all yours. And it was that perspective that he, he was jealous of the one little party. And the dad's going, but wait a minute, you get a much greater uh, uh, amount of, of stuff if you're looking at it as, in that way. And it's the, that's perspective. And, and it ends. And so you and I were having this discussion. And I, think, I think the reason it ends is because that's the point, is that he's going, wait a minute. You get everything. I, yes. You are getting rewarded yes. for everything. You you get more than just a barbecue party. <laughs> and a party with a bunch. You get all of it. When I'm gone, you get everything that's left uh, of mine. Uh, the, you know, the home, the land, the, the sheep, the goats, and everything that goes along with it. And so uh, that was what I was seeing as as. And it's so funny that we saw two different things, or you know, it took two different things out of it. But uh, I think that's, that's great that's, story. That's a great um, majesty of parables. Mm. Yeah. is that they yes. teach you different things, different times. You'll read it again and get something different out of it. It's awesome. That's so cool. Um, let's see. Where Carrie's, Carrie's, uh, she, Carrie. Okay. 
Yep. And the worker who came at the end of the day, but got a full day's pay. <laughs> yes. Right. And uh, Kate says the son returned in humility and was willing to serve. And dad restored him to a relationship and put value on him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was good. It was a really good message. I, um, one last thing, just as far as, and I, I think we've shared about, you know, the difference between the two churches we attend. Um, but we shared last week that Chris Ward uh, who was the teaching pastor for your blended friends church had a, a, an amazing message that we felt very strongly uh, about. That was a, a direction that we were hoping this church would, would go into understanding that this church has a different history than Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills and Jack Hibbs in regard to Calvary is a different, is a different church than the other Calvaries. Um, that your blended friends church comes from a Quaker uh, history and that maybe their way of dealing with biblical teaching is a little bit different understand all that. But Chris's message was one of just preach, just preach God's word. <laughs> and don't be afraid of those things that may cause people uh, to kind of uh, you know, cringe, cringe, or maybe even leave <laughs> the church. Um, and then today, Matthew, towards the end of his message today, I thought was really interesting, humble, really humbled and, um, and, and talked about that sometimes, you know, he may give a message that people don't like and they send them bad emails. Um, <laughs> even though I just sent off an email to Chris today, too. Um, but um, I, I just really I, I'm kind of finding this whole this whole thing very interesting of where the church is going, that it quite possibly they found that it's necessary to to come back to um, preaching the gospel the way that it's been written. Yes. And, and not avoid. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how the church goes. But I, I love Matthew. I, I, and um, uh, there's just been times that we've had a little difference in opinion. And yes. I'm, I, I'm not a pastor. I've never been a pastor. I've never been to seminary. And so uh, he's like, I've been here 30 years. I get it wrong sometimes. <laughs> he's like, but I ask that instead of you leave the church or get upset at me, pray for me that yeah. I may do God's will and yeah. that I may stay true to the gospel. It was great. Yeah, it yeah. was really nice. So uh, really happy with uh, the last uh, couple of messages. And, yeah. and nobody needs my approval or our approval or anybody's <laughs> approval. I'm just telling you on a personal level, I really love the direction that the church is going. That uh, it seems that they. Um, I'm glad I convinced us to stay. Yeah. I, yeah. I. <sighs> yes. Thank you, lovey. <laughs> <laughs> the Bereans, Carrie sure. says, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Carrie, you're going to have to expand on yeah, that. Yeah. Oh. It's for everybody else to read. Be Berians. Hmm. Is that a word yeah. we should know? I know, probably. You should know. Yes. <laughs> Me and my big SAT you're, words. You're my dictionary. <laughs> I go to you and go, what is this word? <laughs> How do you pronounce this city? Um, anything else, my love? I Either on uh, the message, our date, anything about our date? Well, it was beautiful. We had a fabulous <laughs> view, ate good food. It was very nice. Yeah, if you've not been to Orange Hills restaurant, um, it's a, it's an awesome. Dividing the word. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Sorry, let's post it for everybody yeah, to see. Dividing the word, Burians. Learned a new good Christianese yeah. word we yeah, didn't know before. We'll have to look into that. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> We don't pretend to be Bible scholars by any stretch of the imagination. Just two, two kids walking with Jesus. <laughs> yes. All right. So you might want to tell people about the Edify app. 
We are members of the Edify Christian Podcast Network, edifi.app, edifi.app, Living Fearless Devotional. Subscribe, click the like button. It would be a great blessing to us. It would be great tonight to all of you um, sometime during this evening or if you're in another time zone, um, pray for Kate. Um, just uh, she, just use your prayers uh, and uh, get, uh, allow her to get some sleep. Yes. It's hard not sleeping. Oh. Last three nights I've been tum- tumbling. What do you call me? Shamu. Shamu. <laughs> I would expect there to be a big splash when you land. I get uncomfortable. Sometimes I want to sleep on my side and I try no, that I for know, a second. But I, I... Why can't you just roll over gently? Why does it have to be so violent, the rollover? I told him I think he took down 10 bad guys the other night. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. if he, it's, it felt like he was body slamming people. <laughs> that was a dream of me wrestling with bad guys. Yeah. I was wrestling in jello that I could not see or feel. I was like, oh, I was trying to get, but like, my arms were moving like through je- like thick jello. And then suddenly it would speed up again. And I'd be wrestling. I was like, oh. <laughs> it was so crazy. Like rubber bands. You know, you're fighting oh, against a rubber band. I hate band. those dreams. Oh my gosh. It was so crazy. Uh, the other time, I think I was just shamooing. Yeah, that. okay. Just doing a little flip. All right, Kate, uh, you're welcome. And we love you. Yes. We will definitely be praying for you throughout uh, the night and tomorrow. Get some rest. Well, I know not right now because it's in the middle of the day where you're at. But, <laughs> uh, get some rest uh, when it's time. All right. We love you guys. God bless. Have God a great bless. rest of your day. Take care. Bye. Bye.